This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. This is Rogue. I'm your host, Jeff Gibbard. Here we are. We're back. It's Rogue. So today I have a guest with me and we're going to break down her superpower and figure out how it works. So who are you and what is your superpower? Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Um, Thanks for having me on the show. I'm Julie B. And my superpower is really taking complex ideas and thoughts and really making them simple and easy for others to understand. And I often have a easy to follow process that comes along with that. So I basically like to unravel the big ball of wax, the the hard stuff, the hard problems and break it down nuts and bolts and uh, then rebuild it for everybody else to be able to use. I personally am super into this. And the reason why is that I also have a knack for taking complex things and being able to simplify them and understand and see the patterns in them. The problem is I don't know how I do it. I have absolutely no idea how it works. Uh, It just happens behind the scenes and I come back and I go, blah, here's the answer. Here's the thing that is from all of this noise. Here's the signal. So I'm very curious to understand how it works. Um, But let me ask you, uh, from your perspective, this type of superpower of simplifying the complex and uh, helping people do that, how does that make the world a better place? Uh, What does that enable? I think it it enables more access to information and better education and and just, I would say, more accessibility. And I think, you know, with all of those things combined, you're going to get better collaboration. I think you'll reduce misinformation and misunderstanding, which... I mean, the world we live in today, we need that for sure. So I think in general, when you can take a really difficult concept and break it down into something that everybody can understand, that just opens up more uh, more thoughtful conversation and uh, gets rid of some misinformation. I dig it. One more question for you before we like really dig into the superpower. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to understand kind of what type of superpower this is. I usually categorize them in like the... Uh, what I guess I would call the kind of like Superman is one, uh, Spider-Man, X-Men is kind of another. Uh, and then the third would be sort of the Batman. So it's, you know, are you born with this ability? Like, where did this come from for you? Were you born with it? You know, uh, the, the from a, a visitor from the planet Krypton, did something happen to you? And then you develop this ability as a response to that traumatic event or that exciting yeah. event? Or is this something that you just saw? I want to know how to do this. And you train to become really, really good at it. Like, how did this come for you? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think it's an X-Men situation where I had a pretty traumatic, you know, I hate to say it's traumatic event, but that that kind of forced me to try to explain the really hard to understand to someone who was really having a hard time grasping just the nuts and bolts of it. And it's a, it's a really personal story, but it's, it's my coming out story. So um, and I, I, grew, I grew up in a pretty religious uh, family. And so when I came out, um, I, I remember like having to break down concepts from, you know, the Bible, basically, and, and try to explain to my mom, like, this is just all the different ways I was ex- trying to explain to her about, you know, what the Bible says versus what is actually happening with me and the difference between the two things. And I think that that moment in my life really forced me like that was the moment because I, I wanted to have a relationship with my mom and my mom wanted a relationship with me and like obviously we were we were not in a good place when I first came out um but I think that over the course of like I would say about a year 
I did a lot of work to figure out how to explain things and just talk with her in common language that was also her language um, to, you know, today, I mean, we have a great relationship. This was, you know, 20 years ago now, but it was, it was a really hard time. And I think that moment in my life kind of forced me to figure this out. And ever since then, I mean, I did not have the skill when I was born and it's not something that I, you know, like Batman, he basically bought and trained. Um, I, I certainly train, I think work on it now, but it's that moment in my life is I think when I really started the, the skill just kind of came to me. Yeah. And I think in those high stakes situations where you have something that is a necessity for you to work mm -hmm. on, it's important to you. It, yeah. it aligns with your values. Maybe it's an existential threat in some cases, or it feels like it. Those are really interesting times where the, the uh, emotion of those moments, I think makes an imprint on you and kind of uh, allows you to tap into that skill probably more easily, especially when the stakes are a little lower, right? Like after you've gone through what you went through there, mm -hmm. I'd imagine when you had to explain I don't know, something in a sales situation to mm -hmm. like a warm lead, it became a lot easier to figure out a way of like breaking down that complex information because the stakes weren't as high, the emotions weren't as high. And if you've done it in those higher stakes, emotional states, it's probably easier to do it in those lower stakes ones. I, yeah, I would say so. I mean, after I feel like once I got through that, you know, a lot of the things that other people see as high stakes, I'm like, oh, this is nothing, you know, and I don't say that as to be cavalier or just, you know, sho shoving it off, but uh, when you go through something like that and you come out the other side in the way that you, you know, you want to come out, um, the other things just seem so not important. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, I dig that. Well, let's get into it. Let's, um, yeah. you know, I think what would be helpful is maybe some examples of what you mean by yeah. breaking down things that yep. are complex into easily digestible. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, giving some examples so people can kind of map it onto their own lives. Like yeah. where are some situations maybe somebody might want to take something that's complex and break it down to something simpler. Um, and then from there, let's just, let's poke at the sides of this and figure out how your mm -hmm. superpower works so mm -hmm. that people who are listening can steal this ability for themselves. Yeah. The, the best way I describe this is I look at these things like jigsaw puzzles and I approach jigsaw puzzles. I think, you know, hopefully most of your listeners know what I'm talking about, but you know, it's like this, you get this box and it's like a thousand pieces or 2000 pieces. And you got all these, I mean, it's a mess. I mean, things are upside down. You know, you just hope all the pieces are there. All of these, all of these considerations and concerns are just, you know, smacking you in the face. But I just, I always, what I, what I do, my process is I basically, I mean, like most people, you establish the corners. So, and then you establish your side, your, your, uh, your border or your frame. And then from there, you know, you, you've got a box within which you can work. So you're not, you're no longer like looking at 10,000 different options. You have your, you know, your, your guardrails basically. And then from there, you just start putting pieces and patterns together. And then eventually you have the whole picture done and it's something that, you know, you can show and be proud of. And it's like your vision has come to reality. So when I explain kind of how I do that, those are really the steps that you go through um, and I guess in, in a real world situation, one of the places I've applied this is to, to burnout um, and for business owners specifically, business owner burnout is something that very specific thing, not a ton of process out there for it. And taking a vacation is not the, um, the answer, you know, and it's a nebulous topic and it's a challenging topic for, for business owners. So, but for me, uh, it was pretty clear that 
you know, the corners of this puzzle or our awareness of it, isolating the burnout, overcoming it, and then preventing it. Um, and then, you know, once you get those four corners, you work the puzzle, you, you start to put pieces and patterns together and you basically overcome that burnout. And then ultimately when you're done, you have this picture of like all the stuff that you went through, all these lessons you've learned that you can then take and say, okay, this is, you know, I've gone through this thing. I can set this aside, but I can also look at this picture and this, this puzzle that I've figured out and figure out how to, you know, leverage and take advantage of the opportunities that a burnout presents itself and also how to like not make the same mistakes twice. So that's the best way I could describe the process. It's, it's to me, you know, and there's so many other situations. I mean, you could probably give me, if give me a situation and I'll, I could probably work through it. Like here are the four corners, here's the boundaries. And this is the mess in between you have to start working on, but really it's, you got to get your boundaries down. You got to know what box you're working in like that. When you're dealing with a complex, working outside the box is not what you want to do. You want to work inside the box. So you got to get your guardrails and your boundaries down. And then you just start looking for patterns and, um, you know, color patterns or uh, shape patterns, that type of thing. And you, you, you put those together in their own little space and eventually you get the whole picture. So that's kind of, that's the best way I could explain. Yeah. Let me, let me, right? so what I yeah. love about this podcast is that um, it, it's equally for uh, the listeners to mm -hmm. try and uh, steal these abilities for themselves and understand it. But it's also for me an opportunity to try and really zero in and, and make sure I'm understanding it and mm -hmm. distill down what my guest is saying. Yeah. So let me see if I can pair it back to you some of what I'm picking up from this. So it sounds like a good place to start is to identify the frame. What is it that we're trying to accomplish? And what are the sort of conditions? What, how do you want people to listen or understand the the yeah. boundaries and the confines of the conversation we're about to have. So you're dealing in this case, I'm I'm thinking of like you're having a complex conversation. You want to explain simply. So what are we trying to accomplish? And what is the frame by which I want you to understand this? What what's out of bounds? What's in bounds? Let's it, let's create that box as a starting point. And then a puzzle that is known, that is clearly yes. known. You can sort through it quickly and know that. So finding what's known. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that makes perfect sense to me that we're going to kind of establish the ground rules for the conversation to a certain extent. From there, I think um, in, a, in a puzzle, you're kind of looking for the patterns. In the mm -hmm. conversation, you're identifying and sharing the patterns. Mm -hmm. So while you might say, here's what our goal is, and here's kind of the confines of the conversation. Now, mm -hmm. here's some things that in the process we've discovered tend to happen. Here are some things that are happening environmentally or circumstantially that we can look at and say, these are forces that we need to understand. Mm -hmm. Or you might say, here are things that we typically do the same way. Maybe we need to switch it up. Or maybe here are things that we're doing that are working. Here's things that our competitors are doing, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So you kind of identify then some of the patterns. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I really like your jigsaw puzzle example, because I'm as I'm going through this, I'm starting to think through having a conversation as if I was putting together a puzzle, right? So I've identified the goals in this conversation. I've identified the boundaries and set the frame for the conversations, started to share some of the patterns that I think the other person needs to understand to fully understand the picture that you then drop on them, which is, so here's what we understand to be the full picture. If we want to get this goal and we want to stay in the conversation around accomplishing this goal this way, and we know that these are the patterns, then what we see is that the total picture revealed to us is and then you kind of reveal out the simplified mm -hmm. one sentence, two sentence that explains the solution at the core of what it is that you're saying. Does that? Yeah, that's that's fair. Like in a conversation, if you're if, if I'm working through it with somebody in a conversation, you know, because sometimes I'm thinking of through problems on my own and creating content on my own. But yeah, if I'm talking through like if I was working a jigsaw puzzle with somebody, that's converse, you know, that's a 
way you would work through a conversation. So absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah, a really, I really good like way to that. describe it. Mm-hmm. So, so let's take it out of the conversation framework yeah. and let's look now mm-hmm. towards what precedes the conversation. So let's imagine you have to have that conversation with someone, explain something that's complex in a simple way. Your process of going about that then would probably be to sit down and first identify before you do anything, what am I trying to accomplish mm-hmm. in explaining this complex thing simply? Mm-hmm. And then identify what are the what are the um the boundaries again, like the jigsaw puzzle, what are the different ways that I want to talk about this? What are the things that I want to focus on? Like maybe what are the three to five pillars of this conversation or even make it four because then you got it like a jigsaw puzzle. You got your four, right? Absolutely. And then you do your research looking for the patterns. Um, I'm curious if you have any advice around that part of the process. When you get into research, when you get into looking at, I'm, I'm in my head, when I think of complexity, I always think of like a big mess of wires, yeah. right? Like the system works, yeah. but it works because we have this big mess of wires in the background, these pipes mm-hmm. that are moving things from place to place. So then I'm wondering, how do you go about understanding what it is that's worth researching? How do you get yourself into the mind of the person that you're trying to explain something to? And, and I don't know if you are comfortable mm-hmm. sharing the, the penultimate difficult conversation you had mm-hmm. where you're likening, you know, the Bible and you're coming mm-hmm. out in that, but like, how did you even go about understanding what you're yeah. looking for to, to put you, cause you mentioned, I want to say it in her language, right? I want to mm-hmm. use her words, her language mm-hmm. so she can understand it. What's even the process of doing that part? Yeah. So I'll, yeah, th- this is a great example. I'll just go there with you when it, when it came, when we had that conversation, so just to also set the table for like six months, my mom, every time, every, every single time I talked to her, she was telling, would tell me I was probably going to hell. So there was also this, and, and before this, I was a mama's girl. I mean, I was, I'm the baby of the family. You know, I, my mom and I have a very, very close relationship. So this was, this wasn't like an already strained relationship. This was a baby of the family, very close relationship that um, went through this massive, you know, this massive trauma and this massive moment. So I went where she was. I, so you go to them, you go where they are. So I read the Bible. I went through, I read the parts, like I did some online research to see what parts of the Bible uh, had to do with being gay. And then I went through and read those parts of the Bible and I made sense of it myself. And I, I wanted to make sure that I understood what she was reading, where she was coming from, the context within which she was reading it and that was really where the where the tide turned because i you know i was able to to and it wasn't like a here you're right or and you're you know you're wrong or i'm right it was this was the context within which this was written you know back in the day the whole you know one of the biggest things that humanity had to face was which i can't even believe we're saying this now but you know population growth so you know you can understand, like, I, I, I got to the point where I could understand, okay, I understand why, I understand why it was written the way it was written when it was written. So I actually got to the point where I could understand what my mom was reading, but then I would find other parts of the Bible that were in total juxtaposition to, to that specifically. And it, it started up with, with me just understanding where she was coming from. And so if you're, if you are in a place where you have, where you're having to explain a really challenging topic, one thing I've recently done was I've had, I had to explain to someone who is not fluent in English, definitely like English is probably a third language, why on social media, I use 
first person, first person and not third person. You know, I had to break that down for that individual. So the first thing I did was I was like, well, let me get into their culture and as best as I can understand like why they would think that third person was what I would expect. So that's another like work example of how you kind of break that down. But for me, it always starts with getting into the shoes of the person I'm trying to have the conversation with or explain something to, to understand where their confusion or concern might come from. I think it's a really good example. Um, again, going back to like the jigsaw puzzle, it's mm-hmm. almost like, imagine you were doing a jigsaw puzzle, but the person you were playing with was colorblind. Their experience mm-hmm. of putting together that puzzle is going to be very different from yours. Not necessarily wrong. Mm-hmm. There's just going to be more challenging or it's going to be from a different vantage point. So in understanding that, in looking at that, trying to see it through their eyes, you can then better understand the things that they may struggle with conceptually. Mm-hmm. So this kind of 360 degree approach to understanding the patterns, not just your own view of the patterns, but also seeing somebody else's view of mm-hmm. the patterns gives you a better opportunity to then paint that full picture using the patterns that they might see instead of just the ones you see. Yeah, absolutely. And the colorblind example is great. You wouldn't say, hand me that blue piece. You would say, hand me that piece that's got three knobs on it. And it looks, you know, it has this wave mark on it or something like that. So yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I would imagine then that one of the key elements seems like that's underlying here is that it's difficult to explain something that is complex to someone else in a way that is simple, unless you are willing to step out of your own shoes. Because I struggle with this all the time because I love complexity. I love dealing in like complex systems and I love like complex ideas, but I realize that unless I can explain it to someone who hasn't had the experiences I've had, or that doesn't see it the way that I do, that I'm just going to be talking at them instead of talking with them. Mm -hmm. So I think what I'm also hearing from you is that even if you paint the borders, even if you set the goals, even if you recognize the patterns, if you you don't also then consider the other person that you're talking to in that uh, as as a core component of being able to do that, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to be far less effective in it. And I'll, I'm going to raise the stakes on that one just a little bit. I agree with that. And how I kind of overcome that is I, when I'm going to, for example, interview somebody on my own podcast, I cyberstalk them. And if, if an opportunity comes up, I put them, like I tell the story through their shoes. So I try to give them a story illustrating something that they have some relation with. So I interview a lot of Olympic athletes. So I I actually, last week I interviewed someone and I said, you know, with the Olympics, you have to be the best that day. And that second of time doesn't mean you're not the best athlete in the world. You have to be the best at that exact second of time. And that was able to help her because she could put herself into that framework and that context. And that helped her grasp what I was at, really trying to get at with my question. I dig that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. I, I feel like I have a pretty decent understanding of it. And I really appreciate the jigsaw puzzle example, uh, because I think that one, it's a really good mental kind of like visual example in your head of how you have to go through it. And if we were to follow that sort of framework, which I'll just recap here of understanding and explaining what the goal is, kind of understanding what the borders of that are, which could be your own boundaries of the conversation, what you will and will not accept in that conversation. I'd imagine in the conversation you had with your mom, One of those would be, you're not going to invalidate me in this conversation. Like we're going to have a conversation about how we come together on this. So setting your own personal boundaries, setting the boundaries of what you will and won't discuss in service of that goal, laying out the patterns that you've uh, looked at through both your own lens and their lens, uh, and then coming together to try and present a simplified 
uh, explanation of a, a complex situation. Is there anything else that you would add to that um, before we wrap on this superpower breakdown uh, that you think is useful in the process of taking complex ideas, breaking them down simply, and then doing something with them? I think I, I would say I think at the heart most most people really do contrary to what you probably see out there in the world most people really do want to understand where you're coming from and if you can kind of show that to them through a lens that they'll understand you can break down a lot of barriers and that's why I think this is such a superpower I love it I love it well thank you for coming on and sharing your superpower I love hearing new superpowers I love learning more about a superpower that I think that I actually have, but I don't know how it works. Um, so thank you for providing a, a good framework for that. Uh, tell the people of Gotham where they can find you when uh, when Gotham is in trouble. What's the bat signal? How do they find you? Sure. Just you go to thejuliebee.com and you can find all my information there. And all of my social handles are thejuliebee. So you can find me online and send me a DM and I will come to the rescue. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you for coming on to Rogue. And listeners, please come back again, learn more superpowers uh, on every episode of Rogue. Julie, thank you so much for coming on.